Hey, it's your girl Figgy, and you're listening to the Hypex Dinner Podcast with your boy Tavo, the REX. Hey, yo, what's up? What's up? And welcome to the Hyper Extended Podcast with your boy, Tabo the R, E, X, the Rex, the dinosaur ambassador himself. And of course, today we are going into another episode. Can you believe it? Episode three, bro. I've got like the chills. And uh, thank you to everyone who listened to episode two. I think that one was the most fun we've had so far because everyone else was like, hey, yo, who's that easy lucid guy, he's got a lot of opinions, he's cool, you're cool, oh my god, I relate, and I was like, same, you know, like, we had that energy together, where we were all excited about this podcast, and I was like, yes, I can't wait for the next episode, and now we're here, we are here, you know, anyway, <laughs> anyway, I've got another team member of my podcast, and uh, this one's a very special one because she's got special thoughts on everything. She has, you know, she doesn't have like similar thoughts to me on anything. Minus maybe, who knows, like maybe milk and how you feel about life sometimes. But other than that, like we we have opinions that differ. And that's what makes um, our friendship amazing because we've got different attitudes to these type of things. And uh, she goes by the name of Lova. Not Lova like that, but Lova. Lova, how you doing, girl? Hey, what's up? I'm good, I'm good. How are you doing today? Oh, dude, it's absolutely amazing. And um, what can I say? How am I doing today? Actually, I lie. I'm not, I'm not doing good today. Why not? Um, so prior to this recording, prior, <laughs> prior to this recording, what had happened is um, before I got gotcha, I was thinking too much again about lockdown and everything that's happened with lockdown. And mm-hmm. I hate talking about it all the time, but... Like for me, it's, it's mostly because I'm not doing my job at the moment. So my job is at, is at halt. And I think the only time I work again is at level one. And I don't think that will happen this year. So everything that has happened in this lockdown again has kind of come back. Mm-hmm. And I had like a little one minute cry session where I was like, Ish, damn, like oh, this is still happening, you know. And I was doing well, which I still am, like not thinking about lockdown, not thinking about anything, just, you know, trying to move forward and go forward. But the whole thing was like, damn, why? You know, like we had so many plans. You know, I mean, we were supposed yeah. to move into an entire place. We were supposed to this and that, this and that. And like as much as you get tired of we were supposed to this or I was supposed to do that, you still think about it. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. yeah, it's been tough. Yeah, no, dude, I feel you. It's like I had the same feelings when lockdown started and i was like oh my god everything is ruined (laughs) everything is ruined and everything's being held back but like i don't know after all you think about it in like perspective and you're just like well maybe now it wasn't supposed to happen you know maybe you know maybe at a later time maybe later in the year maybe next year it'll be better timing for everyone um then things will happen better because you know Mm. as much as we can be mad at you know the coronavirus for putting a halt to our plans you also got put in a perspective of a lot of people's lives are at stake because of this virus and i think the best we can do as a society and as individuals and to play our part to society and our responsibility to it is to have is to stay at home you know do what you can don't go out social distance all of all of that good shit i mean you know what I, you know what i feel sorry for is everybody who's used to sacks 
<laughs> because a lot of people that are used to sex, uh-huh. uh, like unless you're in a relationship where you're living with the person, must be the toughest time of your life. You know, <laughs> you're probably <laughs> going through an entire crisis and you're like, hey, yo, what are we going to do about this? When is it going to happen? No, 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 no. <laughs> you know, and probably like relationships, I think from what I've seen, a lot of relationships are actually stopping right now. Like everyone's mm-hmm. like breaking up or realizing that good to, hey, yo, this person, definitely not for More me. Like divorce rates are increasing Dude. and getting higher. Dude, it's absolutely mad. Um, but anyway, obviously, we do know from, um, I think, the chat that the president had a couple of weeks. Oh, no, mm-hmm. last week. I said a couple of weeks, like, so long ago. Last week, the president obviously said that um, every single province will move to level three as of the 1st of June 2020. Um, to you, does it make any difference or same, same at this point? Honestly, I know a lot of people have been, you know, struggling during the rock during the lockdown and as as you can you know you're locked indoors you get cabin fever it's tough but like personally i've been thriving like i'm having a great time like i have a lot more me time and i have like i don't know it's just more freedom for myself i guess Mm -hmm. like it sucks being stuck indoors and not being able to go anywhere not being able to see people but at the same time you gotta take this time now to yourself and just be like hey I enjoy being with myself and that's true that's what I realized during this lockdown is like I'm super introverted to the point where I enjoy my own company so much Mm, mm, (laughs) like I mm. love being alone I just yeah I think that's a great thing I mean it's amazing to to see that you've got like your own sense of thinking your own thoughts your own opinions your own like on yourself reflecting Mm -hmm. on yourself and you know just giving yourself more of that love if that makes a lot of sense. And of yeah. course, I know that you're very mad about this week in particular. Tell us oh, all about it, Chet. Oh my God. I, I, I am furious. Is the, I am livid. I am angry. I am so Fuck mad. Fuck the police, man. <sighs> you know? <laughs> so yeah, if you haven't already heard, um, was it this week? Or was it a previous, previously? A video got released of a, 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 a black man being killed by police again. Yeah. An unarmed black man not resisting arrest or anything being killed by police. The video is over 10 minutes long, I think. And the entire time this cop has his knee pressed down against this man's neck. And this man is pleading for his life that he cannot breathe. He is struggling. He is in yeah. pain. And they held him down until he died. Yeah, and it's... Yeah, I'm that sorry. That pisses for... me off so much because those... Can I swear? Yeah. Those... Dude... Why does everyone always ask this? <laughs> this is my podcast, man. We can do whatever the fuck we want to do here. Okay. So go for it. Those bastards. Yeah. Those fucking cunts. Yeah. Only got fired. Not tried for murder. Not not losing their badge or anything. They just, they got fired. And yeah. it's such an injustice. And like, I know we're, we're in South Africa, you know. We, we experience our own kind of racism, but you see so much of these happening in America and you got to feel some sort of way because these are innocent people that are still being killed and it's still in a system that's hella racist and hella mm. prejudiced against black people. And it just it's infuriating because you think as a society, it's 2020. You know, we've come so far and people have been protesting uh, uh, black rights, gay rights, uh, 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 trans rights, everything for so long now. You think that people would just be more accepting, but no, people still have this backwards mindset. And it's so frustrating. Also, women, like we talk about how black people get pushed aside in society, then more so black women have always been, gotten the short end of the straw just for centuries now. And 
as much uh, hype as George George Floyd should get, Breonna Taylor should get because police broke into her house because they suspected that someone they were looking for was there when they, he wasn't. Yeah. And they shot her in her bed eight times. And they framed her boyfriend for it. Luckily, he was acquitted of all charges recently, wow. but they framed her boyfriend just for fucked. her murder and like <laughs> i just wanted to bring that up because yeah. like not a lot of people are talking about it and they say like we need to give black women that that space to speak up as well because they are amazing and they make up truly a lot of the great cultural impacts in our society and so it truly breaks my heart also to hear about brianna taylor so rest in power but 100%. we need to do something about it, fam, because this racism is terrible. It's an absolute madness, man. What can I say? It's like people are moving mad. Everything's moving mad. Mm. I mean, last week we had the whole Bianca Scumbi thing. And uh, yeah, we I think we will have a chat about that eventually as well, where we look at about, you know, does your tweets from the past reflect mm. who you are now? So I know like people always say, but like she was 14 or whatever. Mm. But I look at that and I'm like, yeah, that's a very, you can't argue that. I mean, for me, I was in matric five years ago. I was 18 five years ago. But the 18 me and the 23 me are, are completely different people. Yeah. different people in some way. And I don't know, we, we will get to that particular conversation. But of course, what we are here for today is what I want to call abandonment football club. Now, what does this mean when I mean abandonment football club? It means that we are a part of a football team right now, you and I, Shaz, that I think we relate to, and that's called abandonment. Yes, we yes, have we are. massive <laughs> abandonment issues, don't we? Very much so. so. Fucked. Very we much are so, so fucked, and we have mad abandonment issues. And from my side, what I mean by that is, I'm gonna take it to my relationships, but also my life. Mm-hmm. So I've realized in most relationships, minus maybe, um, so I've been like I mentioned in the last podcast, I was in four relationships before that I'll take seriously, but rather three, whatever, three, let's say three. And the first two out of that three hurt my soul because those people left me and it broke me because now I always feel like I'm going to be left. And um, I think during this whole lockdown thing, what has helped me realize that I've got abandonment issues is tracing it back to my father, right? And my father and I were not close, right? Like he's alive, he's well, or I'd like to think as well, because I don't know. But my father has never been there for me. Mm-hmm. And how I know that this touches me is because I remember once, I think it was New Year's Eve 2016 or 15, right? And what had happened that year is that a friend of mine had a, a friend of mine, um, or an old friend of mine rather, we used to be very close. And his dad was always there for anything, you know what I mean, that, that he possibly wanted. Now for me, I remember there's a, the time I broke down that night. Like I cried for like a solid like minute, you know, in front of his dad. Because I was like, and I even said to his dad, I've never had a dad in my life to care about me. And that's because his dad like sort of cared about what I was doing in life and whatnot. And, and it, it touched me because I've never had a dad to put me in the right direction or to, put, or to make me understand how it is to be a man. Because whether people like it or not, there is a certain way of how to be a man. We'll never know which one is the right one, but I I think we can all universally agree as to which one is the perfect way of being a man in society. And my father never taught me that. You right? He's never taught me about, you know, my sex, how sex should be done. He's never taught me about anything, like not even sex, like life, you know, how to treat a woman, when to know when you're ready for a woman, or 
your own life where you should be focusing on yourself and your priorities, growing businesses or growing and getting your own adventures. My dad is not someone like that. Instead, my dad is someone who most of the time, if I call him, we'll have a chat for like 48 seconds and I can tell you how it goes. And it goes like this. Ring, 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 ring. Because I don't have a ring sound. Uh-huh. Anyway. Oh, oops. It goes ring, 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 ring. And uh, when it goes ring, 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 I'm like, ah, and then he's like, yeah. And I'm like, um, so how's work? And he's like, it's good. And I'm like, okay, well, I was just checking up to call him. And he'd be like, okay, thank you. And he'll drop the phone. Oh, thanks for keeping it brief, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> and that's literally us all the time. And I realized that in this lockdown, that that's where my problems come from. Because I'll find myself liking someone or being with someone or vibing with someone. And they'll treat me well. They'll treat me well. But as soon as I feel like, hey, yo, this person's finna, you know, grab control of me and my soul. Then that's when I start pulling back and I start being silent and I start not talking to them or whatever. Because I don't want to be hurt. And I don't want to be hurt. Why? Because my dad has abandoned me in my life. And then also there's some women that I really care about on a, on a super high level and they abandoned me for whatever reasons that they did it for. And I'm not saying that they shouldn't follow their selfish reasons because it's their life. They have everything. Yeah. They have every right to be selfish. That's yeah. one thing I'm learning now about us being humans. You have every right to be selfish about your feelings or whatever is around your life. But that really hurt me. Mm-hmm. And that's why now like you'll find, I'll find a good woman for whatever reason and I'll always push her back or even not even women. Let's relate to even friendships. You know what I mean? I've, I've been with so many friends in my life that I've lost quite a few that I thought I would be friends with later, like right now at 23. And I've lost some of those friends. Mm. You know what I mean? Due to them betraying me for whatever reason that they have betrayed me. You know what I mean? I can't, like there's so many, so, there's so many times I've blamed myself for certain things, but realizing that now nah, actually it's not me. It's actually them. You know what I mean? But now because I've had such good memories with those people, it's been like, nah something's wrong with me there's no way we were so good but you see people like that also abandoned me i've been good friends with people and they've abandoned me and that's why on my hand i can count at best on my hand three four five friends that i know in my life in my entire life since i've been friends with them or even now that they'll never you know leave me or they'll always have my back because they're genuinely my friends because they want to be my friends day ones the real day ones you know what i mean yeah so you look at abandonment and you say that, wow, I have major abandonment issues. So I push people away. I push something that could be good for me and I could mm-hmm. be even toxic. You know, I could be super toxic for something that is perfect for me, for someone who can treat me right. And I could be super toxic and make them feel like shit just because I've, I'm going through my own issues. And I guess this has been, I guess, identified because for a long time I was like, what is wrong with me? What do I need to identify for me to get close with people? Because essentially I don't trust people. Same, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I really like it's so I don't hard. Trust anyone. <laughs> you know, it's so hard, and it's like, okay, cool. This is what's happening. So I don't know, Shaz. What do you think about that? Well, what I think is like, in your case, so a lot of people develop abandonment issues and trust issues from a multitude of people in their lives. In your case, it was your father who he was absent most of your life, and you barely keep in contact with him now. And um, luckily you did have uh, an amazing mother to grow up with I mean I haven't met her but from what I've heard she's a strong independent black woman who has taught you amazing things personally I think I got my abandonment issues because I had questionable friends uh, throughout my high school career I think 
um more so i had this one friend i'm not gonna mention names but um she really did a number on me in terms of trust issues abandonment issues in terms of just she really messed me up as a person because this was someone that i trusted a hundred percent and she just constantly gave me reason to not believe her to not trust her to just yeah she was just not the greatest friend and you know we were young i don't hold it against her now but the impact that she left on me it's it was terrible because now i don't believe my friends when they tell me certain things i don't believe my significant others i couldn't possibly believe i could i can't possibly fathom the idea that someone would actually love me yeah Actually, same, right? Like, it's tough, right? It's like so, it's such a difficult concept to get like, yeah. like someone could tell me like, hey, I love you. I'd be like, really? Are you I, sure? Are you sure? And now you want to put them in like, I don't, I don't know, know if you do. You know, what's, you know what's very toxic about me now that you say that? Like you find yourself wanting to put them on a test. Yeah. And what I mean by that, I'm going to explain that for me is that like I test, I test how much you care about me by seeing how much you, I don't know what's the English word for it's, it's uh, what's the word i for like you know when you persist over someone like you want to be shown with you like you care about them like you just oh, treat you someone oh you want like, like that reassurance there we go yeah. reassurance in English sorry for those who didn't, uh, not that my English sucks because I was trying to get the word but I always want that reassurance mm-hmm. and I think that's what people that let's say I could date in future or whatever will never understand that I love reassurance and affirmation but not I love you like once and then shh, yeah. I'll tell you again in three weeks. Like, More constant reassurance thing, yeah. I don't care. Tell me every day. You know, there's yeah. people who's always, who's always like, oh, if it's every day, it's too corny. I don't care. It's too corny. That's thing, what I yeah. need, bro. Yeah, you that's know? what you need as a person. It's like, you, look at, look, looking into it, you got to see from a point of like, okay, there are the people in your life who have messed you up, but you got to rely on the fact that they are not the same people who, in the past, who treated you like crap. And it's yeah. like, your significant others should understand the place where you're coming from in terms of the abandonment issues that you have, the trust issues that you have, and just how you need that reassurance in your relationship, how you need to feel comfortable in your relationship. And that goes into love languages, and that's a, a whole nother topic mm-hmm. to talk about. But in terms of like abandonment and trust issues, it's so unfair to project our past issues and our... Our, our our past traumas onto the people that are in our lives now like our friends uh our family our loved ones it's it's so unfair and it is a to- very toxic trait of us to you know not trust them and not believe them when they tell us certain things but it's just it's it is very frustrating like i get i'm still trying so hard <laughs> i'm trying so please hard to understand me no, like, i'm toxic no. i don't know if you also feel it but like in the back of my head right yeah. i know this person loves me mm-hmm. right I, I understand. I know. But then there's there's like that little little nag in your head that's just no. <laughs> maybe no. <laughs> I think when I look at it, maybe that's why I'm I'm like super clingy. Like if I'm with someone yeah. and I care about you Same. a lot, I'm like super clingy. Why? Because like like I want you to notice me, bro. Same. Like understand <laughs> and notice me and I want your attention and stuff and I wanna give you the best as well yeah. of myself. And I try and be like super clingy because it's like it's kind of like it's 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 wrong to think like this, but it's kind of like I need to be so good enough that this person mustn't let me go. And why I say it's kind of wrong is because you shouldn't be equating your worth to someone. If that makes sense, exactly. you should love yeah. yourself regardless. But at the end of the day, I mean, it is if you do love someone so much or you care about someone so much, yeah, you you don't want. It's not like you want to let them go anyway because you want it to last forever. It's like a a dream. If you're having a nice dream, 
I mean, I, I think about, let's say, primary school, right? I used to be, like, into these, like, other colored girls in high school, you know. And not high school, sorry, primary school, you know. Uh-huh. And, like, I remember this one, this one, and I had, like, a massive dream about her. Jesus, man, I didn't want that dream to end. I was like, oh, this dream. And then the next day, I was like, you know what? Let me take out how I feel the <laughs> next day and just tell her, like, dude, you're so cute. She was like, you're fat. And I was like, you know what? Oof. Oof. Okay. Uh, Never more. Uh, oh, I feel you know? that emotionally. <laughs> <laughs> I, bad, feel, I feel that pain. That's so horrible. <laughs> like, it's so bad. I know I get that. Like, I've also, I, have, I also, also had my fair share of, like, people I've been interested in and just getting that rejection. And that, that shit's so painful, so bro. Bad. And that causes so many issues. But again, like, I think it's also a growth thing. But, like, but if you look at it, do you think it also leads to insecurities? I mean, if I look, yeah, oh, at, if, if I look at myself today, I have massive insecurities about the following things: my weight. Mm-hmm. Like I always, like I can't. There's never a time I feel good about my weight. There's times because I gain weight very easily, yeah. right? So when I gain weight, and then someone's like, "Hey yo," like if someone hasn't seen me in like months, and they're like, "What happened to you? You've become a balloon," and I'm just like, "Fuck!" Like I feel like shit. You know what I mean? Because I remember how much I got bullied in primary school. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I always try and and stay either to be like fit fit or like not fat i don't know if that makes sense <laughs> yeah even though i should be appreciating myself anyway regardless but you know like you look at what has happened to you in your past like in primary school with the bullying and i bring it to myself as to how i feel today with my insecurities and how i, I project that and always feel like i don't know like if i meet a girl i really really like i always want to find the best angle that she can see my face <laughs> or whatever because i don't want it to just see you gotta me. stand at a 68 yeah. degree angle to her <laughs> left <laughs> she needs to like see me the best way. i don't want it to be like oh god this guy oh, he's kind of like not my type or I don't like how he looks body-wise, so I'm just going to abandon yeah. him or something. So I don't want to be like that. So I always think too much about so many things mm. when it comes to myself and I don't know why I do it. I mean, it's a, it's a constant tr- struggle. Yeah. Because when I'm thin or not thin, but let me say when I'm skinny, I'm not happy with it because I don't like being skinny. It doesn't give me the presence of what my height equates to. What I mean by that is that I'm a 6'2 king, by the way. <laughs> just putting it out there anyway he's ladies <laughs> my, he's available yeah. in his six foot two <laughs> but my point being like you don't you wanted to look nice in a good frame but also in your fat you're also like i don't want to look fat so i don't know it's tough no you you're preaching to the choir about body insecurity bro because <laughs> uh and i think a lot yeah it because that same chick that I went to high school with that friend that I had a lot of my body image issues came from her because she was a lot skinnier than I have than I was at the time and this was me going fresh in a high school so I was like in grade eight and she was like the first friend that I had and it just that that impact of having that person there and being constantly compared and being constantly put down it was it really affected me even today and like god pe- people are so horrible dude because i'm just thinking there was this uh there was this uh, another chick in my high school i think it was also around the same year but so i wasn't fully aware of like you know there was supposed to be things wrong with your body when i was young right because yeah. you're, you're just a kid you don't really understand but i remember there was this one chick who came to me one day and she was like uh hey shaz like what do you think of love handles like mine are my love handles are so big and i was like I don't even know what that is. <laughs> what are love handles? Yeah. And you know what? She instead of explaining, mm-hmm. she grabs me by my waist, by my love handles, yeah. and she's like, "These things, these things are they're so horrible. Look at mine. Mine oh. are so huge." And that's what like that was the moment that like my brain wired and was like, 
well <laughs> fuck there's something absolutely wrong with us she's telling you she's yeah. showing you where it's wrong and to this day like my hips and my, my waist is and my love handles are my biggest insecurity yeah like know. it's the one thing on my body that i absolutely hate it's an absolute i mean if you look at it now um um to add to what you're saying all the things if we look at it now it's actually uh, the abandonment and also the insecurities that when they mix together it becomes mm. something so massive yeah. you know what i mean because all those combinations make you think in a certain way about yourself and how things should be that society has sort of put out there for you um and what can i say dude i mean what another thing i've seen for both of us is that abandonment has come from friendships um and maybe for someone like me and maybe for someone out there right now listening to us um, like if for you out there, it might be something that comes from your family too. Like I know people who lo- don't have mothers. Like I've got a mother and I talk about her so many times and someone's like, can't relate because it's my so mom either is not there or she doesn't yeah, do that for me. And it's so much more, ru- more rough when it comes from a family member because you expect family to be there for you unconditionally and to love you unconditionally. Yeah. And, you know, you're taught into a society where family values are everything. So when you know someone isn't family to you then especially growing up when you're so impressionable that can leave a really big scar on you so i think it's rough you know when it's more family members so i really feel for everyone out there who's been affected traumatically and still have issues to this day by inflicted by family members i mean if you think about it would you say that then the key to us solving abandonment issues is to realize them and realize that they are there but just give people the space to still love you yeah care about you yeah no obviously like with all with all things with all issues that people have you got to realize that you have it like okay we have trust issues we have abandonment issues we don't believe what our significant others are telling us a lot of the time but uh a good part of growing up and quote unquote healing yeah i hate to use the word healing it's like (laughs) (laughs) it's so where (laughs) it's like how dude i've done everything sometimes but i get yeah. what you're saying yeah it's no about, but it's, you, yeah. you can't uh, you can't project you know your your issues onto other people because it's not fair on it them yeah. it really isn't and I, and you I, wouldn't I, want someone projecting their issues onto you so and if i've done that to you if you listen to this and i've done that to you and um, i'm someone who like i said if you want to talk to me and you want to and i can admit that too i can also do that which i usually do but um if i've done that to you where i've projected how i felt on you then i'm really sorry because it's not right of me. It's not something I'm supposed to do. And it doesn't give me a right either. And I think those are things that when we recognize, you know, those type of problems within ourselves, we try our best to just say sorry, you know, just get to that forgiveness. And I mean, forgiveness comes at a different rate for everyone. You know what I mean? So if I have done that, like I said for myself, I apologize to you. You know, I really do. Yeah. No, I get I, I get you. Like, I'm truly, I apologize profusely to yeah. everyone that I projected. Yeah. And again, like you said, a big part of it is forgiving yourself. You know, what's her name? Bianca wasn't very far off. Yeah. <laughs> you got to forgive yourself first because no, you can't expect anybody else to give you the time of day if you don't give yourself the time of day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I get you 100%. But uh, yeah, no, Lova, thank you so much for... She, By the way, she's a part of my team, so she's always going to be on my podcast. Um, We yeah. are eventually... Um, I'm just trying to save up for one. Eventually, going to get a third mic so that this works out the best way we can. And of course, there's more to even um, easy. There's more to um, Lova herself. You know, there's a lot more to the people in the team. And uh, yeah, man, th- thank you for you know just speaking to us. Um, Thanks and for having me. W- we're so keen because last week you got a couple of questions, 
And we got some questions based on obviously last week's podcast. Mm-hmm. We did say if you do have any, have any questions for us, you can obviously if you have me on WhatsApp, then you're special. You can text me. Um, if not, you can you know find me at Tabo underscore the Rex. Ask us your questions both on Instagram and also on uh, Twitter. You can ask us that. And obviously, another thing I didn't drop last week is that Easy Lucid does have a handle. Someone asked about that. It's at Easy underscore Lucid. So not Easy as in E A S Y. Or it's what? Eyes double no Z? No underscore. No underscore. No. My bad, my bad, my bad. It's at <laughs> easy. <laughs> it's at. <laughs> if there is anyone you with the underscore, it <laughs> it's me. It's me, sorry. Um, so yeah, it's it's at uh, I double Z Y L U C I D. That's where you can find him on Twitter, find him on Instagram. And uh, Shaz, give him the handle out there. Yeah, it's I am Lova everywhere. So I A. What? I forgot how to spell for like 32. Okay. I-A-M-L-O-A-V-A. So, Lova. That's what it's all about. So, let's get into the questions. Yo, what it do, what it does, what it isn't. It's your boy, Gambo. And you tuned in to the Hyperextended Podcast with your boy, the R-E-X God. That's what's up. All right. So, we got a VN from Humuto Ramela. And this is what he has to say. We need to stop putting so much pressure on the duration of relationships like the length of a relationship doesn't justify or doesn't significant what what word am i looking it doesn't necessarily show how significant the relationship has been yeah i mean yo right so i've got my man he's lucid um on the part of course in the last episode we were talking about uh pretty much you know, the duration of relationship and if it's an important factor in the entire thing. Um, so Easy's here in case you're wondering, like, what's up? So Easy. What a do. You know what I'm saying? Another week, <laughs> another pod. And uh, what do you have to say about that, man? The duration thing. I think he's right. Um, I mean, people can be together for a month and know that that person is the one. Whereas people can be get together for 26 years and still be unhappy or unsure of each other. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get what you're saying, but don't you think like there's like that solidity when you talk to a mate and they're like, hey, yo, I've been with my hun for like 15 years or whatever, you know, like <laughs> we've been together for like 10 years or I've been with my dude or whatever the case may be. So that's why I don't know. Maybe that's why I value the whole time thing, because when I see friends of mine, like I've got two friends of mine who've been in relationships for more than six years and it seems like it's never going to end. They don't seem unhappy. Um, and yes, they have their fair share of problems, but, you know. No, of course. Um, definitely, like you, you want to celebrate the milestone, but I think what he's getting at is, um, don't put that pressure on yourself to say, "Yo, uh, we need to get to a year, or we need to get to five years, or ten years." I think it's just what he's saying is just enjoy it. You know, no matter how long the duration of the relationship is, just enjoy it. Be in the moment. Be, you know, with that person, and regardless of how long you're together, you're together because you want to be together. Okay, okay, I get that's, that, I get that. I Maybe that's what I need to do. I need to stop like putting this pressure on my relationships yeah. to reach a certain point. And that's why I said, maybe I shouldn't celebrate when it's eight months. You know what <laughs> I mean? I shouldn't celebrate such milestones well, because it doesn't matter. It's about, like I you mean, said, if you meet someone now and you feel like like it's been a month and it feels like it's been a year, then maybe you should just enjoy it like that, you know? Yeah, 100%, man. 100%. So we're going to be getting into another voice note by Quintaline Kelly. She has a little something to say based on what Easy Lucid was talking about. I was listening, and I'm like, this is answering 
so many of my questions but i just want to like sit down and say what is an easy lose lucid yeah and i'll be like fam you say you've been in a two-year relationship you were friends for how many months and you still had a talking stage and then add on to how how sway like i want play by play say hey yo how sway easy how sway how sway how sway <laughs> yo dude well, so like she got a question for you man and uh I'm also pretty much interested, like the play-by-play. What's the chats? What's going on, dude? Oh, this okay. So <clears throat> this question kind of gave me a lot of a lot to think about because I've never had to really think about okay, why did it work? Like, okay, it's e- it's easy to think about why it didn't work, but it's very difficult to kind of figure out you know, why did we work so well, you know? Um, so thank you for the question, and uh, you have given me much 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 anxiety (laughs) 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 trying to because i mean you you don't want to give the wrong answer or whatever but i guess there is no wrong answer um but you know you don't want to give i guess false information if you want to call it that but um look um hmm. okay so the first thing i'd say is you have to realize that you cannot make someone else happy right um Will Smith has talked about this um, and, and his wife Jada has talked about this many times where it's like you are not nor should you be responsible for someone else's happiness. You can make them feel good. You know, you can compliment them, do whatever you want to do for them and they feel good. But you cannot nor should you be ever responsible for someone else's happiness. Yeah. Because um, if you if you end up putting your happiness in someone else's hands, you're always going to be disappointed. Always. Right. Or not even in relationships in general, just yeah, like as facts. a whole, as a whole, putting your happiness in anything externally, or anything that isn't within yourself, yeah. it's 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 done after that, you know. Um, so I'd say that's the first thing, and then um, for the next few things, I'll, I'll list like a few things. I won't go too long. Um, so boundaries, number one, right? Setting at the beginning of the relationship. Uh, relationship. <laughs> At the beginning of the relationship, uh, setting boundaries, physical boundaries. Um, this is you telling your telling your partner, this is what I need in terms of physical. Like, I need my own space or I need to be out with the boys every week because it helps me stress, you know, relieve stress or whatever. So it's just giving that physical boundaries where they know, okay, this is how I need to be around you because this is how you function as a human being, you know. And then... Um, intention of course stating your intentions and then the second thing would be uh your emotional boundaries you know uh, or love language as as it's called um tell stating from the beginning you, you i mean we hear a lot of people say i'm not going to teach this person how to love me but you have to you have to no one loves the same and no one likes to be loved the same way as someone else maybe right so maybe you want physical affection and you know you want a pda and your girl must hold your hand and you know hold your arm around people or kiss you whatever some people don't like that right so it's about stating your love languages teaching someone how you want to be loved i like for example again i like pda i like it when you hold my hand i like it when you you know tell me you i love reassurance right i love this or i don't like this so i don't like that you see what i mean um so it's just physical and emotional boundaries, right? You need to set that from the get-go so they know how to act around you and how to treat you. Um, then 
I'd say the next thing would be understanding. Now that breaks into two pieces as well. Um, number one is understanding that it's you and me versus a problem. It's never you versus me. Mm-hmm. People argue and they think, yo, it's you and me. It's you, it's you versus me. Mm-hmm. When in fact, it's always you and me versus whatever we're arguing about or whatever we're fighting about. We're on the same team. That's why we're together, right? So why it worked between us is we never fought in, a, in, in the traditional sense where we're screaming at each other and fighting and swearing and all of that. It was always a, okay, cool. I'm not saying don't be angry here. You're obviously going to get angry. I mean, you're with someone enough. They piss you off. <laughs> um, but I mean, I wouldn't know because yeah. I haven't been you know, dating for two years or anything. But uh, well, I get you. People, in run into, people run into problems at any point. Um, yeah, so understanding that. I've had um, a relationship with my Netflix subscription more than don't you get mad at days. don't you get mad at netflix sometimes uh, nah, i do actually anyway. <laughs> <laughs> exactly so yeah. it's about saying when you're when you're when you're angry or when you're um hurt or or, or or emotional when it comes to what this person has done to you or whatever it's about stating yo okay i cannot say anything kind to you right now i'm gonna go kick a tree i'm gonna go for a drive later like and i'll come back later tonight and when we end up um when we're both calm we'll talk about it that's what it was right understanding that um and then and then also understanding who they are and what makes them do what they uh what they do in context in context of who they are so understanding their traumas their past life understanding that maybe for example if they were cheating cheated on and they constantly ask you are you cheating on me or they constantly you know ask it's understanding okay this is what happened to them it's not that they're asking me, are you cheating on me because they don't trust me? It's because of, you know, their past type of thing. So I guess just understanding that whole um, part of them and why they function the way they function now. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah. And then um, patience, bro. Patience is a big thing. You need to have patience when dealing with obstacles and problems and, you know, anything within the space of the relationship. Um, again, going back to that whole thing of not being reactive, but being more proactive in, in, in a sense. Um, not fighting and saying, yo, I may be angry at you, but, you know, I'll talk to you later. I'm going to go cool off. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, the thing, the thing about patience also is it's very difficult. You know, we're human. You know what I mean? We're very much human. Um, there's going to be times where you fight. There's going to be times, you know, like as much as you don't want to, you're going to say something's going to slip and you're going to say something you don't mean. But then, it becomes a responsibility to be like, yo, I'm sorry for what I did. From both sides, you know, whether whoever you are in the relationship, whichever side you are in the relationship, wrong or right, well, (laughs) 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 but it's about then being responsible enough to sit down and say, I'm sorry for what I said, I'm sorry for what I did, and not just apologizing, but making up for it by action, right? Jay-Z said, the best uh, apologies changed behavior, right? So if you apologize for something today and you do it again tomorrow, the apology means nothing. Because of your actions. Because of your actions. So it's about it's about really being responsible enough to um to being responsible enough to actually apologize when you do fuck up or to say, Okay, cool. It's it's I'm very angry, I need to you know bounce and i'll come back when and we'll talk rationally and then um 
everything actually kind of ties together in a sense so you see you set your boundaries your physical boundaries your emotional emotional boundaries that way someone knows how to treat you and then it becomes within the relationship having that patience to see okay this is this person's boundaries emotionally this is how they like to be loved now i need to have patience see how i can compromise or how we can both compromise to say okay you like pda but i'm not that type of person so how do we come to the middle ground you know patience and then uh, understanding you see what i mean so all of these things boundaries love language patience understanding they all tie together i'm no relationship expert and i'm not a relationship psychologist or like yeah. a marriage counselor or something, you sound but, like one though but you look it's all experience man it's all experience and it it, it, it all comes down to understanding that person and having patience with that person understanding who they are why they function why they it, outside of relationships as well just in general within you know human nature as well um you look at what's going on right now all the killings all the riots all of that it's about understanding why that person is the way they are and 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 that is the basis that's the first step to kind of making it work Right, what can we say, man? That was that was great. I mean, and I mean, Quintelin, if you're listening to this, of course, and whoever else is listening to what we're saying right now, that was an in-depth answer. That was some proper stuff right there. You need to give Easy Lucid his props. <laughs> you know, he came through for you. He was like, you know what? I'm going to give you the best answer. I'm not going to come here yeah, and give you some half-baked bacon. Hit me up, 900 Rand, a uh, counseling session for couples. <laughs> and uh, yeah, man, of course, just uh, you can also check out his music, of course. It's just, uh, you know, make sure you go on uh, Apple Music. Can they find you on Spotify? Not really. It's just yeah, Apple music everywhere. Apple, Apple Music, Spotify. Spotify yeah, so if, if you want to understand what he's all about as well, you can check him out, out on there. And also you can find him on his Twitter handle. At EasyLucid, no underscore, just saying. Yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, bro. You At everywhere. EasyLucid.com is my website. You find everything there. All right. And you can find me at top underscore the Rex, the dinosaur. Okay, they don't say the dinosaur embarrassed himself, but you get my point. That's where you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. And we're looking forward to your questions to episode three. Three. Thank you for tuning in, and we will see you next time, baby. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> <laughs>